0: You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Back on VSIN's primetime action. Glad you could hang with us tonight for hour number two. It's Gil Alexander, live from me, uh, my apartment. Uh, quarantining right here still this week. Matt Brown, Ben Wilson, and for Kelly Bidlin, live from the uh, South Point studio. The plus subscription took a turn off air moments ago. Glad you uh, couldn't hear that. Maybe one day it'll be available for subscription. Ben, maybe we should update all the scores. What I think we, we should do that.
4: Uh, let us start in college basketball. There's only one game with uh, that's kind of a marquee spot going on right now. We've got Kansas and Texas later. A couple of top 25 teams squaring off. Uh, but our game right now, upset alert. At Cameron Indoor, where Duke coming off of that huge win at North Carolina. Remember Coach K's final game at the Dean Dome. They they blow out the Tar Heels, and they are struggling tonight. They're down by five at the half as an 11-point favorite. Ninth-ranked Duke against Virginia. That is 34-29 UVA. Duke minus four and a half live right now. For the the whole game, 132 is your total. Uh, UVA only one of six from three, so it's not like they're just shooting the lights out. Uh, UVA up five in that one. We are also in our return to the NHL action coming out of the All-Star break, and we kick off with two games tonight. Each of them. It's are a puck underway. drop in. It's, yeah. it's a puck drop. We're not kicking works? off anything. It's a puck drop. You don't, yes. <laughs> just so, just so you know, I'm a hockey expert over here. You, you 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 bet the crack. Well, it was away. Matt bet the crack and uh, bet against the crack and again and lost. By yeah. the way, just one. Oh, he. Oh, you did. Yeah, they're
5: Aww, they're the worst oh, franchise man. in all the sports. I, all the sports.
4: I wasn't going to mention it, but then Matt. Decided to make fun of how hey, I look, said kickoff. You, off you said kickoff. Look, I'm a curler, Matt. I'm not a uh, hockey that's guy. True. Okay? That's true. That's okay. true. Uh, we have Hurricanes and Maple Leafs. They are through one period. First intermission there. Hurricanes one, Maple Leafs nothing, and the Hurricanes are a minus 180 money line favorite right now. Five and a half is your total juiced to the under. Devils and Senators tied at 115-22 to go second period. Senators are a minus 140 live favorite as the Devils are at plus 105-6. Is your live total slight juice there to the over, and in the association, no amount of shoddy officiating can help the uh, Hornets right now because they're down big, 17 at home to the Raptors, 149 to go in the first half, 54-37. Toronto is up and laying 13 and a half live, 210 and a half is your total. The other game in in action right now, Heat 54, the first place in the East as you mentioned, Gil, Miami Heat 54, Wizards 44, Heat minus 10 and a half live, 238 to go there in the second quarter, 212.5. and a half. Is the total, and we mentioned those uh, Warriors-Thunder-Suns-Bulls games about to tip. Suns were minus 8.5 earlier, but after the Zach Levine news announced he is in tonight, that has dropped now uh, down to 6.5 most shops.
3: I believe Wes Reynolds had uh, UVA, has UVA tonight, plus the points against Duke, so he's off to a a fine start, to say the least, uh, in that one. Can I interest you uh, gentlemen in some uh, Super Bowl novelty props? Can I interest you in that? Hey, yes, I'm interested.
5: No? I'm I'm interested in all the props, whether
3: they whether they be novelty or not. Whether you play them or not is another story, but interested, yes. yes. Let's uh, let's go with some of the more uh, novel ones. I believe that's a der- derivative of novelty. Uh, any kick to hit the uprights. Any kick to hit the uprights. Doesn't matter if it goes in or out, right? Doesn't matter if it's if it's good or bad, uh, good or not good rather I should say it uh, doesn't matter if it's a field goal or an extra point. Any kick to hit the uprights, yes, plus four fifty. No, minus six fifty. Now here's my first question. I just said field goals are extra points. What if a kickoff hits the upright?
4: Oh. is that part of this? Oh, oh. Let's see what I did there. Here's the other question, what about the crossbar? Like the like if Matt Gay, you know, mm. comes up short and it hits the front. Mm. Does that count? Oh. And I
3: read the word uprights. I don't read the word crossbar. Wow.
2: Wow, we have have really dissected this
5: one. Yeah, I mean, we have really (laughs) dissected this one already. Uh, I mean, look, you're only betting the yes, you're never betting the no, but it is two of the better kickers in all of the NFL, right? So, I mean, I'm certainly not – I mean, if it was – if I had unlimited bankroll,
3: I would just bet the no, but, I mean, you know, minus 650. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm uh, contractually obligated, apparently, to uh, bring this one up. The coin toss. -105 on each side. Please well, don't bet this, this,
5: people. Well, here's the thing though. This is more of a this is just more of a macro question for what type of person are you? Are you a heads person? Are you a tails person or are you a oh. waffler? Because like there are oh, there nice. there are all three types of people in this world. Are you do you always call heads? Do you always call tails or do you go back and forth i always call tails i've ne- I've never called heads in my memory of my whole entire lifetime i've never called heads so i'm not a waffler i'm a tails loyalist Gil, do you do you call a, a, a set heads or tails or do you kind of waffle back and forth
3: Um, it's a great question because this kind of reminds me of me betting on Daniel Berger in golf. Like, I'm just terrified that when he doesn't win, I'm not going to be on Berger. Is that what you feel about tails? Like if you don't call it, then it lands tails. You're going to be just, I would just feel,
5: I would feel, yeah, I'd feel, I'd feel dumb.
3: Yes. I, uh, I don't think I have consistency. I'll be honest Mm, with you. Okay. I feel like I'm a waffler. Interesting. Ben,
4: Ben. Funny, I, we we cover all three bases. I'm a heads only guy. Look at I've this. Always so been there heads. We go. All right. See. And yeah. you know, like I don't know, you know, when you play tennis and you spin the racket, the yeah. You know, it's M or W. Same thing. I was always a W because you know that was a Wilson racket. You know, the last yeah. name I was like I'm always W, never M, always W. Honestly, what? what kind of what kind of person picks an M, Ben? Seriously. That's a good point. That's a fair, yeah. valid
3: point. Just. It? By the way, also uh, part and parcel with the uh, the coin toss. Coin toss winner, Bengals, coin toss winner, Rams, minus 105 on each side there, or whatever, you know, juice provided by said sportsbook. Yes. We're talking about DraftKings numbers right here. All right, this one I actually think there's a bet to be made, and I'm not kidding on this one. Uh, jersey number of first touchdown, and DraftKings has set that Jersey number at 23 and a half The over is actually juiced at minus 140, I guess because 24 and up is a lot more options than 23 and down. The under is plus 110. Can I make the case for the under at plus 110? Yes, it's it's the only bet to make. You're getting plus money.
5: You're getting plus money on a plethora of players who score touchdowns. I
3: agree. So from Jamar Chase to every Rams wide receiver, right, whether it's Cup or Obj yeah. or I mean, Van Jefferson, uh, even Cam Akers qualifies, yeah, right? Yeah, at 23. The, and and on the Bengals side, so
5: you get you get Jamar Chase, you also get Joe Burrow on the off chance of a quarterback right. sneak from the one yard line, right. and then you also Matt get you also get Eli Apple and Shadobia Awuzie, who maybe could do a pick, who maybe could pick six, right? Like the, so, you get you get those guys as well on the defensive side of the ball. On the Ram side of the ball, you get Odell, you get Jalen Ramsey, who certainly could could is a pick six candidate at any given point. You get Stafford, who could also quarterback sneak. You get Cooper Cup, you get Darius Williams, who is a starting corner who could also catch one in the flat and take it to the house. Van Jefferson, you get Scromchek. you get uh, Deont- Deontay Dayton, who is also a <laughs> get starting Scrom- corner Check, baby. for them, and then you, and you get Cam Akers. So like you get you get all of those guys on on the under. I'm playing the plus money under on that all day long, and if I can find this bet in Las Vegas, I will actually play that one. I really will. Yes.
3: I, I will go, actually not play that talk, one. Matt and I did not talk about this no. before the show. We have both landed emphatically on the under twenty three and a half. but yes, because it's a DraftKings, we don't get a chance. Yeah, to play. And, and a lot
5: of people only, a lot of people only mention, like, the skill players. One, you get both quarterbacks, and now listen, I yes. understand they're not like they're not necessarily quarterback sneak for the one-yard line type guys and all that, but like it is at least it's in the realm of possibility that if they get to the inch-yard line that we, you could get a quarterback sneak. And then also, you're getting all of those corners as well, which, again, it's a very unlikely scenario in which they get a pick six, but it is not out of the realm of possibility for them to get a pick six. So you actually get those players as well as part of that under 23-and-a-half. So I, I, I think that's the only way you could play that one.
3: I'm trying to think. So, who is most likely to beat us would be Higgins. T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd, probably? H- Higgins,
4: Higgins, Boyden, and Uzoma are all. So Joe, I would say Joe Uzoma. Mixon's probably, by the odds, the most
3: likely to beat you there, just based on where he said. Sony Michelle could beat us, I guess. Yeah. But not very likely. Um, I, I think that's a good bet. I do too. Plus 110. Yeah. I knew we could land on a novelty mm-hmm. prop of, of seriousness. All right. How about this one? Uh, do you know? First of all, let me just ask you: Do you know anybody who makes these bets? Uh, Bengals win the coin toss and win the game. Yes, plus three fifty. No, minus four fifty. And then the Rams win the coin toss and win the game. Yes, plus one seventy. No, minus two fifteen.
5: I don't. I have no idea why you, why you would. Right? Like, I, <laughs> I just don't know don't, either.
3: I'm just sitting on the sheet, so I figured I'd. Stay. It is. Yeah. It's
5: like you look at him yeah. and you're kind of like, "Why would you? Why would
4: you ever <laughs> I, do that? Like. Ben, I, like the only thing I can Why think you do of. do that? So it would only apply to the team <laughs> would you who's do that? <laughs> it only apply to the team who's favored, right? Because like if you know, Rams win the toss, like so. If, let's just say you bet that plus one seventy. Rams win the toss, then you could literally turn right back around, just take the Bengals money line, and you now have two plus sides because it's not going to change, you know, from the time of the toss to the opening kickoff. And uh, Von Wrinkle tells me that the last seven in the Super Bowl, the last seven coin toss winners have lost the game, which is another oh, very Von weird thing so classic trend. von wrinkle. Ah, uh,
0: I will say this,
5: Drinkle. that you can't parlay this. If you want to just parlay it on the side, like, like, so like you would have to do one of these little pre-made ones. Cause I just plugged in the coin toss and then the, and then the, the Bengals money line. And they're like, yeah, you can't do that. So <sighs> it's the only way to play. This is to do this little pre-packaged one here. If you want to do that. But yeah, I mean, look, there's so many other ways to bet this. Don't, what do you, don't do that. Just don't yeah. do that. Bet the under with Gil and I, and let's just root for a, a you know, an Odell fade or a Cooper That's cup, right. you know, slant or a Joe Burrow quarterback sneak. I mean, there's all kinds of things we
3: could get here. Yeah. That seems like a, it seems like a very poorly priced prop. As a matter of fact, they just did it by the numbers, right? They're like, Oh, there's a lot more yeah. numbers above 23 and a half. Let's make that the favorite instead of actually caring about which two teams were playing and what those uh, numbers were. Um, we yeah, laid him on a good that, one, guys. I like yeah, her. man. I like I'd it. make that bet. I would too. When it, whenever you want to have that prop here in Vegas, guys, that Let time. Know. Let us know. Hey, you can bet same price.
4: Scrum check over one catch plus one or more catches plus 120 at Circa. You want that?
3: No. No. What? No. Really? No. no. I stunned ever to you. Ever since, ever since he dropped that ball yep. last week, he dead to he, us. Stafford. Yeah, Stafford's like he's not throwing up. Before. Yeah, dead to us. Uh, How about some uh more conventional? Props, some player specials. Maybe we'll have some more intelligent things to say. Or maybe not. I don't know. It's Visons Primetime Action. We'll look at those next for Super Bowl 56.
2: You are looking
0: live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: Join our own Stormy Bonatoni on Friday, this Friday, 6 p.m., for the Big Game Betting and Beers event at the South Point Casino right here in Las Vegas. Stormy is going to be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris C. Andrews, my mishbucha, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Vinny Maliulo for a fun and informative look at betting this year's Big Game And stories from behind the book about all the action these legends have seen over the years. The event is free for everyone over 21. So please stop by the South Point on Friday, 6 p.m. for specials on Budweiser. Purchase signed copies of Chris Andrews' books and learn from all the bookmaking experts. Stormy and crew, big game betting and beers, South Point, 6 p.m. on Friday. Hope you'll join us. We'll be a a pitching wedge, a Sandy Maybe even away from that, doing primetime action in the studio. So you can come by and say hi to us as well.
5: Everyone should. Everyone should definitely come and beat on the window behind us. We love when yes. you do that. Like that's the best. The best. We love that. Yeah.
3: Kelly really loves that. Yeah. So he do that really for sure. So uh, Matt uh, and Ben, I uh, oh. I uh, hate to say this, but it's a uh, time. It's time oh, to no. uh, issue a correction. Oh boy. You know, you know how uh, PTI at the end they're like, "What did we get wrong?" Yeah. Well, we don't have to wait because uh apparently, but Matt on the one hand, at least we were able to see something that would have been an auto bet, right, so apparently, the juice was reversed last segment, Ow. and the Ow. over twenty three and a half was in fact the plus one ten mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the under twenty three and a half for the Jersey number <laughs> was actually the minus one forty, so not as fun as it was before, but apparently, something in the uh, transcription of it got lost.
4: Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, it's such <laughs> a. Good Who's responsible? As the producer, it is te- it is my 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 responsibility. So I will go back to yeah. curling stones and mm-hmm. not
3: yeah screwing up the show. It's my fault. We should we uh we should have titled that that segment hypothetical bets here on primetime action. So not as fun. How about some more conventional uh, props? And we promise you, well, maybe I shouldn't promise this, but I believe these these numbers are correctly transcribed. Uh, Okay, Matt, you probably have thoughts on these. Cooper Cup to have a 50-plus yard receiving touchdown. That's 50-plus yard receiving touchdown. The yes is 4-to-1 plus 400.
5: Yeah, I think that they they do these, you know. They're they're one ways for a reason, right? I mean, like oh, the yeah. they're they're one ways for a reason. And it's because Cooper, I mean, it's the obvious answer here is no. It actually is in for me, it's actually would be hopefully it would be no because I actually have the under on the longest touchdown in the game at 42 and a half yards. So I have played the under 42 and a half yards on the longest touchdown in the game. That's strictly based off of how I think that both of these teams are going to play defense, where it's going to be kind of like softer, drop guys into zone coverage, and uh make make both of the guys try to beat them just dinking and dunking down the field. And so I have the the under on that. So I would I would put the no on this. I would certainly never play the yes on it um at all. So I, I don't like that one.
3: All right. Let's uh let's race through these, see if there is anything. Mm-hmm. Either Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford to throw a 50 plus yard touchdown figures that'd be cut in half. That's a two to one.
5: Yeah. No good. No go on me for that one again. But, uh, you know, it does. It does increase, you know, the the whole thing here. Whenever you look at it, it does give you the garbage time stuff. It does give you when you incorporate both quarterbacks and all that. I mean, if, if, if game script gets completely out of hand as well, you're just going to be throwing all over the place, stuff like that. So I mean, it, it does add that in there, but still, I don't, I don't like that one.
3: I'm still smarting from the juice getting reversed in the last
5: segment. I'm still. We had gold.
3: We had gold. We had all the players. We had everything, and it was
5: just—it was perfect.
3: That should be our new show. We'll just make up numbers. That was made for
5: social media. That clip—it was going to go viral. That seven million views on that thing. So
3: viral. So viral. Uh, either Joe Mixon or Cam Akers to have a hundred plus rushing yards. Yes, plus one fifty. Can I interest you in that? <laughs> that would be a going against
5: what again? Another prop that yeah. I already have in the in the in the can, which is the no on on Mixon. I have the under on Mixon at that as well. And um, certainly don't think that that Cam Akers gets there either. So uh, I don't I don't like that one. Wouldn't put that one in the account.
3: Uh, how about Jamar Chase? Let's go to wide receivers. Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup over one hundred ninety nine and a half combined receiving yards. Yes, plus 105.
5: Who in the hell is Joe Chase?
3: <sighs> Did I say Joe Chase? No. Oh. Our,
5: our, our graphic is Joe Chase and Cooper oh. Cup.
3: Oh, jeez. We're, oh,
5: we're, 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 we're on a roll
0: of these two,
4: these it's two the combined. Bro- it's the it's, combined – if Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were one person, it's it's, just, oh, then, nice. yeah. then combined. Oh, okay, so get-
5: either one of them has – okay, combined okay, – uh you know, look, so this one at least gives you kind of a some margin for error here if you did want to to bet on that I mean you're getting the, but only getting the plus one oh five here, so if you're looking Cooper cups receiving prop is sitting at a hundred and two and a half. There's a couple of places that it's, it's been bet up, so it's, I think it's sitting a hundred and four and a half right now or something like that. Jamar chases is sitting in that like seventy eight seventy nine eighty ish range or something like that, so again. If you go by just their strict prop numbers there, then you're getting, you know, you're getting fewer yards than this. But it does give you the it does give you the the sway of of Chase going for, you know, whatever, a hundred. And, and I don't even know how good this Joe Chase guy is. He might even be better than Jamar. Might, so, like, yeah, he so might he, be awesome. Yeah, he might be even know. better. So, I mean, he could go for who knows? He could, he could go
3: for like 250 on his own in this thing. Yeah. Uh, I hate to bore you with a couple more of these, but yeah. Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup to score a 50 plus yard receiving touchdown, yes, plus 225.
5: Now, same th- story. Yeah, I mean, same story, but I will say this. I mean, you know, Jamar Chase had the most 50 plus yard touchdown passes, yeah. uh, uh, receptions of any wide receiver in the NFL. He had more 50 plus yarders than the next closest guy had 25 plus yarders. And so, I mean, if there is a guy who can house something, certainly him. And again, I don't think this is the way that the Rams are going to play him, but if the Rams do play him one on one with Jalen Ramsey trying to shadow him, then then this would be a great bet, right? I mean, because like a one on one situation with Jamar Chase, he is going to right. win at least once, right? I mean, he, he he might get shut down a lot, but he's gonna win once or twice. And that that could e- easily be a house call from from way out, you know, from way down the field. So, so again, that's the
3: best of the bunch so yeah, far. I think that's the best of the bunch. All right. A few more of these here. Uh, Burrow and Stafford. Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, over four and a half combined passing touchdowns. The yes at plus 145. These are per draft case.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's of the ones that are on here. I mean, that one is is one of the more intriguing ones to me as well, based off of just how I think that the game script is going to go. You know, again, I think that, that Burrow is going to throw a ton and, and basically not rely on the run really at all. And look, we've seen Stafford them get down into the red zone and they throw that for whatever reason Sean McVay loves throwing that fade to Odell. Like, it's like his new toy in having Odell in the red zone, and like, he loves throwing that fade to Odell. And, and Cooper Cup, honestly, they use him pretty good in the red zone as well. They've gotten some, some decent little routes that he is really, really good at running when they get inside the 10-yard line, which is really kind of hard to throw inside the 10-yard line, as you know, with, when guys are running certain types of routes. And he, he's, he's gotten really good at that as well. So, I mean, I, I, I would only, you know, again, of the ones that are on this board, I think that that one's fairly
3: interesting. I was just as you were going through that, I was just thinking to myself, and maybe I'm being a prisoner of the moment. Yeah. Maybe the answer is last year or the year before. Has there ever been a Super Bowl where like the running game has been less emphasized as you see? Right. This one? Not, I mean, not just not yeah, I mean Yeah.
5: Not even Tampa memory. Bay had more yeah.
3: had more running Yeah, because playoff Lenny was year. like he was right. rocking
5: and rolling like heading into the Super Bowl last year.
3: Yeah. Uh Burrow and Stafford, similarly, over yeah. five hundred ninety-nine and a half combined passing yards. Yes, plus one fifty.
5: Yeah, I don't I don't like I, I would you need a bigger number on that one. Cause again, both those guys are sitting like two seventy, two eighty as far as like their their passing prop or whatever. So you'd need one to kind of really exceed expectation as as to where their their line is set. So
3: I, I don't like that one too much. All right. And then the last one here for our purposes this segment. Uh, take the number – take take RB1s and, and wide receiver ones. Mixon, Akers, Chase, and Cup to combine for four-plus touchdowns. That quartet to combine for four-plus touchdowns. The yes is set at plus
1: 250.
3: <laughs> what would you need why, on that? Like 550? Yeah, I was gonna say, some of these, why make it so hard? You yeah, know? It's like, why would you get involved?
5: I know. Like, it, there's there's more fun ways to – I think yes. there's, there, there's more fun ways to. If you want fun bets, there's there are some fun bets out there that are like like you said, guilt like less complicated. Like yeah. you're not like yeah. tallying on the wall at the or Super Bowl party. Like all right, there's one. And all right, you know like, there's two.
3: That's right. why Why's Matt all worked up in the corner <laughs> just having a Super Bowl party?
5: Matt, are He's you got carving into problem? my wood over there? Yes, I am. I'm trying to tally how many touchdowns I'm getting. I need I need four plus from Mixon, Acres, Chase, and Cup. Uh, oh man,
3: oh, just bet funny. the no on the. T- Touchback for plus 150 and call it (laughs) a day. So much easier. Yes. Uh, All right. We got to take a break, but we'll come back and uh, Mike Pritchard will join us. Mike Pritchard, not only the host of betting across America on VEASAN weekdays, Monday through Friday, uh, but Mike, a former, uh, national champion at the university of Colorado with the Buffaloes back in the day. Also played in the NFL was a uh, first round draft boy, uh, draft choice a top. I believe it was the seventh pick in the draft. When he came out, he will also be part of the crew on Sunday, Matt, when we do our bet cast, yes. me, you and Pritch. So we're looking forward to that. Absolutely. excited. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on super bowl 56. And I believe uh, I am uh, obligated to ask him a very awkward question about his buddy, eric of the enemy not getting the saints job so we'll probably bring that up as well coming back with mike pritchard right here on vsun's primetime action nothing but super bowl 56 tonight
0: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: Back on primetime action, Monday night, the Monday night before Super Bowl 56. And we are looking forward to our BetCast on Sunday uh, it'll be Matt Brown and myself and this gentleman who joined us last year as well. He is the host of Betting Across America here on the network. And I, uh, I I drafted him higher than he was at, or I said he was drafted higher than he actually was back in 1991. I said he was the seventh pick in the draft. He, in fact, was the 13th pick in the 1991 draft by the Atlanta Falcons. What were those other six teams thinking? It's Mike Pritchard, everybody. How are you doing, it? Mike?
2: I'm doing great, Gil and Matt. Great to be with you, you know. Uh, that was a whirlwind, to be honest with you. I was getting calls right around seven, eight, nine, because how the draft works is obviously people have their board and they try to get out in front of other teams. Uh, so, yeah, my life is changing uh, right around the 7th overall pick in the draft in 1991.
3: Well, I know it's not why it's not why you're here to talk about this, but I'm just curious. You ended up being the third wide out picked in the draft. Uh, Herman mm-hmm. Moore from UVA, Alvin Harper, who famously ended up with the Cowboys out of Tennessee, drafted before you. Were you hoping? I mean, obviously you were hoping, but did you did you think you were going to be the first wide out picked at any point?
2: I, I did not know that uh, what had happened on draft day is uh, there was going to be a run on receivers. And that's why. Uh, All the calls started happening, so Herman Moore went, and then uh, the Cowboys actually called us. Um, I didn't have call waiting because I was in Boulder, and and I couldn't afford call waiting. I don't even know if call waiting was invented (laughs) back back then. But anyway, uh, they got through, and they asked me to do a pre-draft deal. And uh, my agent, you know, talking with him at the time and, and certainly discussing it because this was several picks before Dallas was picking Uh, And they said, you know, we came back and said, I don't think we wanted to do something like that. So they said, hang tight. You know, we're still discussing things, and they went and drafted Alvin Harper. So I'm believing that he did a pre-draft deal. But I got the better contract out of uh, both of those guys. There you go. Good for you. Pritch, we had a very
5: very interesting discussion here, and this is a very pressing question for, for everyone here are you a heads guy? Are you a tails guy? Or are you a waffler? Because we found out the three of the three of us on set, I'm a tails guy, Ben's a heads guy and Gil is a waffler. He will go either way. Do, do you always call one way or the other? Or is it just, is it whatever you feel in the moment?
2: I do, man. Um, I'm a tails guy. I am a tails guy. I mean, I, um, uh, tails have, has been more fortunate for me, uh, than heads for sure. I, you can never be a waffler. I don't have, know how anybody's a waffler with
3: that. <laughs> Gil, he's calling you out, Gil. Uh, Mike, <laughs> guilty as charged. Uh, the questions will only get will only get more hard hitting than that. I promise you. So okay. let, before we get to Super Bowl Fifty Six, uh, I know Eric Bieniemy is you. You've you've called him not only your friend; he's like a brother to you. And mm-hmm. uh, Eric just interviewed for the Saints' job. It goes to Dennis Allen. And I'm just curious, whatever insight you're willing to share on that, like how, you know, how hard does Eric take this kind of stuff? Does he still hold out hope to be a head coach? Where does he stand, do you think, after this latest experience?
2: Uh, you know, Eric is is the most fierce competitor I've ever been around. And, and I'm talking about from a defensive or offensive standpoint. Uh, he loves football. Um, he went to Bishop Amont same high school uh, as Pat Aiden. And, I mean, it just, just storied history with Eric Biennium and his journey. Uh, I, I think right now he's probably disappointed. You know, New Orleans is, is an area of the country in which he's got a lot of family. Uh, and so, I, I, you know, if, if you imagine being a head coach somewhere, uh, certainly down in New Orleans would have been ideal for Eric. Uh, it didn't work out, though. But, but knowing Eric, uh, he's going to keep chopping wood. And every time I talk to him, that's what he says. He says, Pritch, I'm chopping wood, man. I'm going to keep chopping, chopping, chopping until it goes my way. And so uh, he's a competitor. I I think Eric uh, will bounce back and and find out where he needs to go and what he needs to do in order to fulfill his dream. Because he's an ultimate coach. He was coaching me back in college. Uh, He continued to coach as a player in the National Football League uh, and then in the coaching ranks. Uh, He's done it at a high level. So, uh, one of these days uh, we 're all praying for him, but one of these days I think Eric could get his opportunity finally
5: Pritch, blessing in disguise if you ask me that team is a dumpster fire down there. I know you want to get the I know you want to get the gig, but man i, I... Hope that it would be a better opportunity for him when it does when it does roll around because that Saints team is in full on rebuild and and that's going to be a a rough situation down there. So let's uh, let's head into the, the Super Bowl here. Everybody wants to know your thoughts and we are sitting right now. Depending on where you are in the country, because here in Vegas, four and a half everywhere you can find fours. If you do want to uh, to get in on the Rams side, rest of country. So most people listening to this can can have access to a four. We don't have access to a four here right now in Vegas, what is your, what is your lean here? What do you have in the account as far as the, the, the side right
2: now? You know, Matt, um, I'm not leaning anywhere right now because I, I want to get a little bit closer to the game. Uh, I want to get a bit better feel because there's so much information and, and both of these teams are identical. Uh, when I watched a lot of tapes so far and uh, I'm seeing a lot of similarities between the Rams and the Bengals, and and you think about the profiles of the teams, uh, they're identical as well from a talent standpoint. Now the names and the headliners are on the Rams because you got Hall of Famers. But uh, give me, you know, give give the Bengals four or five more years, and we're probably going to be talking about them the same way uh, and the talent that they have. So I'm actually approaching this right now with the thought that I'm going to end game play, aside side or total. Uh, but I do have some props though. I, I do have some props that I like. Uh, first downs, I saw some plus money uh, for the Bengals, plus 150 for the most first downs. Uh, and then I also like Odell Beckham Jr. Anytime touchdown, uh, plus 125. And uh, still going over some more props. I'm sure I'll have a lot more before we get to that bedcast come Sunday.
3: I like the, uh, the plus 150 on the Bengals to have more first downs. Is that an assumption that the Bengals will be playing from behind or just the fact that they'll be more in the passing mode? What's your thinking behind that?
2: Well, I think they are going to be in a passing mode because I don't think, uh, Gil, that they can line up and say, we're going to be tougher than the Rams. Uh, The Rams have shown up in a big way in terms of increasing the violence level at the line of scrimmage. Uh, And ironically, San Francisco, the 49ers, showed them how to do that. Uh, And if you look at the Rams, they they are a physical bunch. They're light in the seat. But they're still physical up front, and I don't know if uh, Bengals' offensive line can push them around. So they're actually going to have to throw it in order to run it. Meaning they're going to have to get in those formations in which you throw the football, present that you're going to throw the football to the Rams, and have the Rams have to adjust. Raheem Morris, defense coordinator, have him adjust with dime personnel and get even lighter in in the box with his personnel. And therefore, I think you can bring Mixon back into a formation if you have to and run the ball that way. But early on, I I look for the Bengals to try to establish the pass and at least allow the Rams to believe, hey, we got to get after Burrow and not have to stop the run uh, so they can't increase that violence like we've seen in the last two games
5: this total has stuck. I mean, it opened 50-and-a-half, gets bet down to 48-and-a-half, and it is just stuck there. Nobody wants to go over or under on this thing right now. It's the only thing that hasn't moved at all since early on, sitting at the 48-and-a-half. Do you feel this game has shootout potential? Do you like more towards the overside or do you think that this could be a struggle for these teams and uh, you look more towards the under?
2: No, I do want to bet the over, uh, for sure. 48-and-a-half uh, looks attractive. Probably going to bet that. Um, I, I, I believe there are going to be more points, guys. Um, I, I know everybody uh, is believing that it's going to be a tight game, a slow start game, but uh, something about these two teams and, and the familiarity aspect, uh, you know, will will one team catch the other team uh, sleeping? I mean, in other words, Why not try to light it up? Why not try to start off no huddle? Why not to try to uh, get somebody off balance at the start of the game? Because everybody's anticipating, hey, both these teams, they script their plays, the first 10, the first 15. Well, maybe you can script some big plays too, uh, some no huddle, some operation at the line of scrimmage, just to see how they're going to adjust to that. We know it's a long game. We know it's a long halftime too. So I I love the fact that the Bengals can adjust – uh, at halftime, I love the fact that the Bengals are comfortable adjusting throughout the game, too. So, therefore, uh, I do like the situation uh, with this total perhaps going over.
3: Mike, I know I know you perhaps have not made a bet in this market yet, but I'm curious if you have any thoughts to one of the more popular ones year in and year out, which is the MVP market. Obviously, uh, Stafford and Burrow, the short shots. Uh, Stafford is even. Burrow, plus 225. And then it rises very quickly from there, Cooper Cup is six to one. Aaron Donald actually ends up as the fourth short shot in this game at eighteen to one. Pardon me, sixteen to one. Followed by Jamar Chase mm-hmm. at eighteen to one. Any thoughts here?
2: You know, Gil, it does feel like outside the quarterback uh, in terms of the MVP. It kind of has that feel because we have two four seeds as the lowest seeded um, Super Bowl. Uh, and therefore, there's no elite team. Uh, kind of talking about that over the weekend as well. But with no elite team, meaning there's no elite quarterback. I, I know Joe Burrow presents the promise of being elite one day. Uh, and then on the other side, Matthew Stafford's never been in this kind of situation uh, playing for a championship like this. So uh, I, I think from a career standpoint, he's inching closer and closer to that Hall of Fame discussion. But, but we'll see what happens in the Super Bowl.
3: Mike, we look forward to talking to you Sunday on the
2: BetCast. Absolutely. Guys cannot wait for that.
3: Mike Pritchard, everybody, host of Betting Across America. Can't wait for our sixth annual BetCast for the big game on Sunday. We'll come back. NBA MVP market next.
2: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown
0: on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: Turn prop predictions into dough with the Pizza Hut Big Game props pool. Make your predictions about how the big game will go down for your shot at a share of $30,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Pizza Hut Big Game. Do it now to get in on the action. No one out pizzas the hut. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Ben Wilson. Oh no! In for Kelly Bidlin. What was that? What's going on?
5: What's happening? So, Brian Flores's attorneys released a statement after the hiring of Lovey Smith. I don't think he's making any friends in all of this, Gil, um, with the way that he is he's handling this. So, obviously, they're happy for Lovey, you know. Yeah. But then it goes on to say, however, we would be remiss not to mention that Mr. Flores was one of the three finalists for the Texans head coaching position. And after a great interview and mutual in- interest, it is obvious the only reason Mr. Flores was not selected was his decision to stand up against racial inequality across the NFL. So, by oh, no chance no. could Lovey Smith be, by the way, who has tons of coaching experience, who's been an NFL head coach, longtime veteran of this league. Like the only reason that Mr. Flores was not selected was his decision to stand. Like I don't think this guy's making himself any friends in all of this. Like I mean, like You're coming out 100% and like right, man. Like saying that about yeah. Lovey Smith. I mean, like come on, man. Like Lovey Smith is beloved. Like that.
3: That's just that's just ridiculous, man. That is a. That is a ill-fated yeah. decision. That is just—I I don't know why. I don't know what benefit you have in saying that. I know. Like seriously, it's just. Oh man, this is. You know, look, we 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 come from a sports betting standpoint, yeah. so we don't we don't usually talk about stuff like this at length, um, where unless it applies to betting. But I will I will say about this. You know, what Brian Flores is talking about from a macro standpoint in his lawsuit, I think most reasonable minds can get behind that what he's talking about is sort of probably a known thing, you know, that a lot of interviews are shams, um, you know, meant to fulfill a Rooney rule. And so I get it from Brian Flores' macro perspective. But that, what you're just talking about now, now you're just sort of flailing a little bit. Yeah, like
5: fire like why would you ever fire a shot like and I understand he didn't mention by name that like, oh by the way, I'm more qualified than Lovey Smith, but basically indirectly said that, right? I mean like like basically indirectly said that I I'm a better coach than Lovey Smith or they should have picked me over Lovey Smith. It's kinda like, okay, now you're just now you're taking this to a level where you're gonna start Trying to say like you're better than this guy over here or better than this guy over here and stuff. It's like, man, come on, just
3: because because now you're you're not on the you're not on topic anymore.
0: Right, 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 right.
3: Right. right. You've gone into a different sort of sidebar where you're like, well, that would have been my job if I hadn't done this. Well, Mm. what? Right. Oh man. Yeah, that's
5: why I just that's why I was I was reading it as you were in it. So I got done reading the quote and I'm just kind of like, oh boy, really? Oh like, boy! Really? You're gonna like uh, you're gonna try and say that you're you're better than? I mean, like, I mean, Lovey Smith has been there, done that, man. This is not
3: like they hired some guy off the street, right? I mean, Lovey Smith is and, and maybe bonafide. you are better than and maybe you are better than Lovey Smith, but that's not the point, right? right? Like, it's just like that. Why did you? Why would you say that? Like, you know. Anyway, yeah. Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, Anywho, we'll get some more. We'll get some more big game props coming up. Um, nothing but props, the first half hour of the next hour, but let's talk about the NBA for a second. Cause we did touch on it earlier. And I think we found some interesting yes, no playoff bets when we were going through it. What about the MVP man? Uh, you know, last year, this was a market that seemingly changed every couple weeks in terms of who the short shot was. And then for the first few months of this season, that, yeah, first few months, really, it was like, all right, this isn't going to be that way. It's Steph Curry's to lose. And then all of a sudden, Steph Curry wasn't Steph Curry again, and you have a reshuffling at the top. And right now, Matt, you're looking at a, I mean, for lack of a better description, it's kind of a mono, a mano between Joel Embiid, who just put up a 40 and 10 yesterday against the Bulls. And then Nikola Jokic said, hold my beer. He ends up with a triple double, his seventh in his last 13 games for the Denver Nuggets, the reigning uh, NBA MVP Nikola Jokic, and right now Embiid's two to one. Jokic is three to one. Giannis lurking. plus three seventy lurking. That's right. And Steph is four to one. And by the way, a guy I have a ticket uh, with John Morant is the next guy up at eleven to one. I mean, how do you see this right now?
5: Yeah, I mean, I've got the Jokic and John Morant tickets, and I don't feel incredibly comfortable about them because of how much Embiid has stepped up in all of this and how well he has played, and then like we said, like Giannis is just kind of like lurking, Lurk. and I think it's one of those deals where I think we shouldn't get complacent just because he's he's that awesome, and we just kind of go, oh, well, we expect that from him, but it's like yeah. you go in and you look, and this dude is playing 33 minutes a night, getting you 29 points, 11 boards, six assists, a steal, and a block and a half. I mean... <laughs> Like, he deserves to be right there with all of these other guys, but it's like we just like, oh, well, Giannis is awesome. So, anyway, let's look at these other guys. You know, it's like, no, 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 Gian- Giannis, 29, 11, 6, a steal and a block and a half a game. That is definitely MVP-type numbers and stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I could – I don't know if I could tell anyone that there's a real good entry point right here, unless you just liked one of these really, lo- like, you know, if you just think DeMar DeRozan is completely undervalued and like whatever right. or something like, but I don't know if there's like a really good entry point with, with any of this right now.
3: DeMar DeRozan drops 45 and it's like, mm, sorry, the other guy just went 40 and 10 on the other <laughs> right. side of the court. It's like, it didn't even, you know, barely made a dent. Now I guess we can agree that KD is the worst bet on that board. Oh, 35 by, to one by far, by far. I I can't even
5: believe that it's even that he's even showing up on the screen still, right? Because I mean, it's just again, like he's going to miss so many games, and then on top of that, there is likely to be a scenario. I mean, we're we're looking at the standings right now, and they very well could play their way, I guess, up into that, you know, up into that that top that top tier. But Gil, if they find themselves solidly kind of in that playoff, I mean, in in the uh, play in situation you have to wonder that they err on the side of caution with Durant as well, right? I mean, like, they're not going to bring him back if there's no chance of them getting into the sixth seed. If they're going to be in a playoff, play-in situation regardless, you're you're going to take the maximum amount of time to make sure that your dude is, like, really good to go. You know, you're not going to yeah. rush him back. And so, uh, for me, like, that's just, I think it's impossible to, at 35-1. to 1, I mean, they have to be... It'd have to be 75. It'd have to be longer than that, I think, even for me to, for me to even consider Durant. and Durant.
3: And is there even a, let's, let's take a, a few of the other names that on the other way haven't mentioned the only three we haven't mentioned Booker and Paul with the Suns, best record in the NBA, right? Best team in the NBA mm-hmm. to this point. And then Luca, who we used to joke before last season, we're like, well, everybody wanted to give it to Luca last year, you know, at the beginning of the season, it didn't work out that way. Luca's turning the ball over a mess this year is there any scenario where booker or paul or or luca can be an mvp realistically it, this year it's because you just look at the guys
5: above them right and it's just right. like how could they leapfrog that pack of guys without just a rash of injuries hitting every you know that whole wad of people and i just can't imagine that happening yeah we understand Embiid doesn't have the greatest Injury history, we know that 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 Steph is maybe maybe was battling something there for a while because again he was just he was uncharacteristically off for a large stretch, which is just not what Steph Curry brings to the table. But then that's still you still got to jump Jokic and Giannis and Ja Morant and whatever. Yeah. It's just like you know I just don't think it's I don't think it's feasible.
3: I still have faint hope for Ja. Like I know people look yeah. at that board right now and be like, Yeah, it's not going to be Ja. I don't know, man. I still think like he's capable because Memphis, what has the third best record in the NBA right now. Um, we saw Steph just fall off the board, you know, fall off his game. Obviously he could regain it, at, you know, to, to full Steph mode the rest of the way, but the way that him and Jokic, and as you pointed out, you just read through Giannis stats. We don't even pay attention. I mean. Jaws still got those guys to, to hurdle over. But like, I think that, I guess what I'm saying is it's one of those five and that's it. Right. Like and, it can't be anybody
5: else. And, and the reason though, that I'm happy to have the jaw ticket. And and I think that, that you are as well. I mean, look, here's the thing, not only where they sit right now, but Gil, I mean, they have the easiest remaining schedule in the NBA. Right. Yeah. I mean, they have the easiest remaining schedule in all the NBA. And could we find a situation where there's a little bit of recency bias? What if Memphis ends the season on an 11 and two run or something or whatever, right. you know, or some kind of something That's like that? Because they're because they're playing this super easy schedule and Joss sitting here averaging 26 points and and, re, and re, you know, playing good defense. Also, again, there, there could be some recency bias coming there as well. And so I don't I don't think the ticket's
3: dead by any stretch. No, that's a great point. If if somehow that they end in a flourish, mm. we all know these are human beings, right, voting on these awards. Anything is uh is possible in that respect. Uh, we'll come back. Whole bunch of Super Bowl fifty six props to get to. We will continue with that next from the South Point and from my apartment as well. It's V-Syn's prime time action. Hey,
1: Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.